You're listening to the Summer Series, the best of business essentials daily. Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. Your staff are wonderful, aren't they? But don't just leave them to get on with it. You've got to talk to them often. And that's when life as an employer can become uncomfortable. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman. And this is Business Essentials Daily. Staff performance conversations don't come easily to everyone. And for employers, it means stepping up, says Mandy Holloway of Courageous Leaders. Her business name spells out her goal, to help business people become more effective leaders. In a moment, Mandy highlights seven types of conversations you could have with staff just to help you through the staff performance process. But first, Chris Ashmore asks, why do leaders find this area of business so hard to manage? I think it is because we're dealing with human beings and human beings have emotions and that in itself for many people and business leaders, they haven't learnt how to handle their own emotions as well as the emotions of other people. I think the other thing that I see is almost a fear to hold people accountable. So having the really tough conversations and bringing discipline and rigour to those conversations, even the way people refer to people skills as the soft skills, I laugh at that because I think there's nothing soft about them at all if you're doing them well. So it's about holding people to account for their performance, which means some really tough conversations like we have to have for those of us that are parents. You know, we often use that term tough love and that's what we need in the business world. And with the amount of, I guess, law that's out there, there's fear that people have that, you know, I'm not allowed to do stuff. So they just don't do it at all. Well, conversations, of course, are important. And um, you've devised seven conversations for leaders to use to manage the performance of people. Could you tell us about those? People I think, feel more comfortable when they have a structure so they learn how to have the conversation. So the first one I talk about is the tactical conversation so that you're aligning the vision, the brand and the culture in your team and in the organisation. So you're talking to people about what the vision of the business is or the vision of your team, how that aligns with the vision of the business. What's our brand? What do we want our brand to look like? Recently, I was working with an IT team and I said, what's your brand with the other parts of the business? Do they go, oh, the IT guys, they're so helpful, or those IT guys, I can't understand the word they say and they scare me. You know, what's the brand? And then what's the culture? What's the way you want to be working with each other? So it's really important to have those conversations maybe every three or four months so that everybody's on track. Then we have our operational conversations and they're going to happen on a daily basis. And depending on the seniority of people, they'll happen on a daily basis or a weekly basis. They'll happen with individuals as well as with the team as a whole. So guys, what's our goal for the week? What are we aiming for? What's everybody's role and responsibility in achieving that goal? Interpersonally, 
How are we going to make sure that we're actually working in a high performance way and encouraging and supporting each other? You know, so as an example, we need to make sure we're sending information at the right time to each other. We need to make sure that when somebody is talking to us, we're really listening with the intent to understand them. So we might come up with three or four critical things for that week that we want to focus on. And then, and I always, I sort of summarise this and, and give it a little letters as a grip conversation. So goals, roles, interpersonal, and the last one is P. What are the processes that we need to adhere to to make sure that we achieve our goal? So if there's some critical decisions that need to be made, what's our decision-making process? So we can make sure everybody knows what their role is in that process and can actually conform to that. So you're going to have those conversations and that's really setting people up for success with what's expected of them and where we're going, the context. Then we've got the four, what I call the leverage cycle conversations. And they are the conversations that business leaders need to be having with their people, probably for most of us on a daily basis, because we're going to delegate work. So when we're delegating work, we're making sure that we're really clear on what we want how it aligns with the bigger picture of what the team is trying to achieve. And then once we've delegated the work and we're really specific on what a good outcome is going to look like and what the consequences are for not having a good outcome, then we're also going to support. So the next conversation is a supporting conversation. And what we're doing is we're supporting that person to feel like they belong, to feel they're significant, to feel they're able to give of their best. Because us human beings like to belong to a tribe. So this is the conversation that makes us feel like we belong and we're important to the team and that we're able to perform at our best. Then during and after we've completed our tasks for the team, we're going to receive feedback. We're also going to give feedback to the person that we were working with as well. And then once that feedback's been accepted and we're ready to say, actually, I would like to change a few things, we'll have a coaching conversation. Now, those four conversations drive the quality and the quantity of the deliverables that you get. The faster those conversations happen and the more honest and real those conversations are, the better the output from the team and from each individual. And then the final conversation, which I I don't see organisations and and people within it doing it nearly enough, is what I call the learning agility conversation. And that's where we're going to spend some time reflecting on, well, what did we actually do this week? What worked well this week? What didn't work so well this week? How did we feel at the beginning of the week? How did we feel at certain milestones during the week? How did we feel at the end of the week? If we were to do this week again, what would we do differently? So then what are we going to take into next week to make sure that next week's even better than this week? And those questions require discipline. And what I see is not enough leaders are investing the time to actually have those conversations. And the emphasis on conversations and not on a performance management system, is that right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when we had a system, people saved their stuff up till that one conversation. And I know being on the receiving end of feedback and things like that, it was like, well, why didn't you tell me earlier? I could have changed that. 
I didn't know it was annoying you. I didn't know it wasn't delivering what you wanted it to deliver. So we need people with more agility. We keep hearing that in the business world, you know, being agile. We've got agile workplaces from a seating perspective. We need agile workplaces from a behavioural perspective as well, which means the only way we can do that is make it real time and stop hiding behind a system and actually have a conversation with the person. That was Mandy Holloway, co-founder of Courageous Leaders. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more Be Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. Sound Cartel. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M-A-Z-A-R-S dot com dot A-U.